Episode 15 of Cox by 90. I am your host, Shaw Mortides. Boom! We're back. George Wilson is on the boat, and you heard it here first, folks. Oh, happy day. Glad to be back in front of the mic. Glad to be back in front of you all. College football is 50 days away. Hopefully. But... I'm an optimist. As a Gamecock fan, you got to be an optimist, right? Every season, you're hoping for a winning season. Nevertheless, excited to talk a little bit about George Wilson's commitment on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, landing our number one recruit to date for the 2021 signing class. Also excited to talk about a couple more commitments that we picked up along the way recently. One of them making a big boom on 4th of July weekend, and that was my man, TJ Sanders, from the home state, a guy who I know will be a huge impact player, maybe day one when he steps on campus. But excited to talk about George Wilson, TJ Sanders. We'll go over a little bit more of the recruiting class. We'll see how I believe the class will ultimately fill out in regards because we don't have that many spots left. We really don't. If you're counting back or counting forward, Kruger, Mitch Jeter, and then Prentice, the fullback, that takes up three spots. So that leaves us at 22 commitments that we could take for this class. And the numbers are tightening down. The numbers are tightening down. So... What that also does, and I will tell you, it creates a little bit more of a sense of urgency for these prospects to jump on board. And you all have seen that over the last month. I believe we're going on eight commitments in the last month, if my math's right. So people are realizing, hey, if I don't jump in the boat now, then the boat might leave the dock and I'm going to be sitting on the dock. And the dock's hot. The dock doesn't have wind, it doesn't have air, it's not cool, it's not breezy, especially in the summertime, it's a hot place to be. So you want to jump on that boat and set sail with Gamecock Nation. And that's exactly what T.J. Sanders did to kick off 4th of July weekend, jumping on the boat. This guy, out of Marion, 6'5", 275", is just a hoss. I'm talking about a load of trouble along that D-line. I said it on the last episode, the guy is just built to be an SEC defensive lineman. He tackles well. He sets the edge. He could move inside if he continues to grow. But I believe that he could stay it in. So I think looking here, T.J. Sanders is a guy that you want to take a note down for the class of 2021. I know the coaches were ecstatic to land him. You're pairing him with a Nicholas Barrett along the defensive line and what is looking to be a stacked defensive line class for the 2021 season. 
I can't say enough great things about TJ Sanders. I just, I'm excited about this guy. His film, he does everything exactly how you want it to be done. And that's what I'm excited about. He looks coachable. He's only got one year of football under his belt. He's another one-year football guy. Those guys are the ones that you can coach up, you can mold them. Those are the ones the coaches love. And I know the coaches loved getting a commitment from T.J. Sanders, setting off the fireworks, what would lead to ultimately an early grand finale this past Sunday an early grand finale. I'm not saying it's like the big, big grand finale, but an early grand finale with George Wilson hopping on board. And man, did that get the monkey off everyone's back. That big, ugly, North Carolina tar hole monkey. We've been going against them for a number of recruits lately. And we've been on the losing end more often than not. Shoot, I don't think we've beat them for a recruit. It feels like it's been a decade. All right, let me be realistic. Probably about a year. But landing George Wilson, watching Dre Bly tweet out onto the next one, then taking it down on Friday night. I mean, what an embarrassment as a coach. You tweet on to the next one because you lose to the Gamecocks? Come on, Dre Bly. Come on, man. But I loved it. George Wilson is a stud. I know the coaches absolutely love him. Will Muschamp might have done a backflip when he got that commitment on Sunday. He might have been out there on Muschamp Island right there on that big, beautiful lake maybe in his pool, and did a big old backflip when George Wilson hopped on board because this guy's a stud. This guy is somebody, along with T.J. Sanders, and then again, Nicholas Barrett, are all impact players from day one on the defensive line. You know, I've been on Mondays, we record Tuesdays. Keith releases it on the Locked on the Gamecocks podcast. I hope you all give a chance to check that out. I'm on there with Cinderella from the Big Spur and the Midnight Rider and Mr. Blonde, and we just have a blast. It's a, it's a great time, and so I hope you all check that out. But we did a little player comparison and gave our feedback as to who you know, George Wilson you know, reminded us of and you know, what kind of impact he could make in our reaction. Dante Fowler Jr. is who George Wilson reminds me of, and I believe he can make just as big of an impact as Dante Fowler did at Florida when Muschamp was coaching there at South Carolina. Dante Fowler Jr., if memory serves me correct, was the number three overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am telling you that George Wilson has that ability to be molded and turn into an dynamite playmaker on the defensive side of the ball for Tracy Rocker, T-Rob, and Muschamp. He's coming in as a buck. He's your ideal buck. If there was a buck molded into a buck and put on Will Muschamp's buckboard, it's George Wilson.
He's everything you look for. Dante Fowler played that exact same position at Florida for him. It's an important position on the defense for Muschamp and T-Rob because that person and that individual creates havoc. You can't account for them. Are they dropping back in coverage? Are they crashing the edge? What are they doing? George Wilson is a guy, I can't state it enough, is one of those players that was just built to play buck. Six foot five, 215 pounds, coming from the state of Virginia. Virginia's for lovers. And Gamecock fans, you are going to love George Wilson. Mike Peterson, Kyle Krantz, excellent, excellent job of recruiting this guy. He had offers from all over the place. And I know Penn State was another big offer he had. Again, beating out North Carolina, getting the monkey off the back. But I just love it. I love it for a number of reasons. And the number one reason is because I believe he's going to be an impact player. His ranking, looking at it right now on 247 Sports, 182 overall national, number 13 weak side defensive end, number seven play player in the state of Virginia. All too low. All absolutely too low. George Wilson, he'll end this as a top 100 recruit. If there's an opportunity to play high school football, That'll be his second year of football, and I think you'll watch him shine. Guy's a great athlete. I know he had a Division I offer in basketball. Just somebody you can't be excited about enough hopping on board, hopping on the boat. And that boat, we're gearing up. We got the sails. We're pulling the sails up. We're trimming down the motor. We're getting ready to set sail, and there's only a couple spots left. So let's take a look at a couple of those spots and go over who I believe will be the next possible commitments, and then also how we'll round out the class. And so sitting at 15 commitments right now, and as I told you before, the Gamecocks counting three back, that gives us seven spots left to work with. Seven's not a lot when you're looking at the talent that we have left on the board. So I tweeted it out, and I'll give a shameless plug. If you're not following me, at Cox by 90, Cox underscore by underscore 90 on Twitter and Instagram. Would love to have you. I've been giving away a ton of rookie cards lately for former Gamecocks. Gives yourself a chance to win. But looking at it right now, I tweeted out, who I believe our next three commitments would be, and this was this past week before George Wilson jumped on board, that I believed that George Wilson, check, done. Malachi Bennett, we're in outstanding shape for him, wide receiver out of Alabama. And that Ontario Brown, running back out of Savannah, Georgia, would be our next three commits. We've got one of the three with Bennett and Brown set to join the fold, that would move us in the 247 
composite rankings as of today to the 24th overall team in the nation in regards to recruiting rankings. If you go back to my last episode, I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to say you did a dang good job, Jeff. You did a dang good job. Because I told you the expectation with this class is that we're going to end up anywhere between 23 to 30. And that at that time, we were at 55. We were in the 60s. Within that short period of time, we're already in the top 25. You add those commitments, plus who I believe that I'll be telling you about next will jump us and keep us in the top 25 as we move towards signing day 2021. And it's so funny with signing day these days, you got two signing days. So you got a signing day in 2020, and then you got a signing day in 2021. So what class are these guys really in then? If they sign in the winter of 2020, does that make them a part of the 2020 class? I'm just kidding. I'm trying to stump you all because it matters of when they're going to show up on campus. And that's 2021. So with that being said, knowing we only got seven spots left, who could it be? Who could it be for those last lucky number seven spots? I'm going to go position by position right quick. So at the quarterback position, we're in a great spot. Colton Gauthier, Gauthier, I hate if I pronounce these guys' names wrong. I'm sorry. But he's done an excellent job of helping us recruit. He's underrated on 247. He's underrated on ESPN. Rivals has got him where he needs to be as a four-star Kudos to rivals, but we got our quarterback on the boat. Looking at running back, you know, I'll tell you about Ontario Brown or Ontario Brown. There's still Jalen White out there. There's still Jalen White out there. Stud running back out of Alabama. I am not for telling recruits to look around because I believe if you accept a commitment, you should be ready to stick with that commitment. Both ways, right? It goes both ways as a player and as a coach. A player gives their commitment, hey, you don't need to be dancing around with other people at the dance. You know, you you dance with one girl. You dance with one guy. You dance with the Gamecocks. Same way goes with the coaches. You accept their commitment and all of a sudden, you start being getting a little hotter, getting a little prettier. Other people want to dance with you. Remember who wanted to dance with you first. The running back room is a situation that's going to get a little sticky because there's a lot of people that want to dance. And with that being said, I don't know how you turn down a Jalen White if he wants to commit to the Gamecocks. I just don't know how you do it. Looking at what we have already committed on the board with McDowell as, as a running back, Brown set to commit in early August. Ooh, what happens if Jalen White, Jalen White wants to dance? 
and you got the prettiest girl at the party that wants to dance with you, what do you do? What do you do? You don't tell her, I'm not dancing with you. I promise you that. And then you got to look at Caleb McDowell and say, hey, I don't know if I can dance with you too. Can't dance with you both at the same time. Ultimately, does Caleb McDowell turn into an athlete at that point? I'm not sure. But I'm just trying to give you all a scenario of what I believe is going to happen because I feel like we're in a great spot with Jalen White out of Alabama. Everything I've been told has led me to believe, and you've heard it here last episode, that we're going to have five guys from Alabama joining the fold. Jalen White's going to be one of those guys. So I don't know. I'm glad I'm not the coaches in this scenario like that. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Wide receiver, Malachi Bennett. He's the next one to jump on the board, jump on the ship out of Alabama. Again, another trending Alabama prospect. I love him. I think he's an absolute stud. Is the wide receiver board over if we take Bennett's commitment? I think you still leave it open for a stud playmaker. Maybe a guy that's committed to Tennessee right now. A guy like Mosley. I don't think a guy like Keon Coleman who committed to Kansas is somebody we're still pursuing. So I think you leave it open for a Jordan Mosley if he wants to flip another guy out of Alabama. But I think Bennett will seal up the wide receiver class unless another big fish wants to jump on board. At tight end, I was, you know, it's frustrating for me. I hate being wrong, but I'm going to call myself out. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I thought Robbie Oots was set on the Gamecocks. And not the fact that I believe that his mindset was set on the Gamecocks. I thought it made too much sense how the state was playing out with all the commitments that we were keeping in state, that how would you want to leave and go to Alabama over the Gamecocks when you could stay in state? Put that block C on your chest. Don't get me wrong. Hey, I'd love to go play for some national championships at Alabama, but I just... From what I've been told, we would lock down the state. And that includes another commitment currently to the University of Florida that I believe will flip. But with Robbie, again, I'm calling myself out. He comes out and says, Gamecocks are out. He's down to Alabama and somebody else. I don't even know. When Alabama's in the fold, I kind of just say Alabama and everybody else because that's kind of how it is. So I believe... Our next target, ultimately, that's going to end up with us right there is Nesbitt out of Charlotte. He's a Gamecock legacy, strong prospect. I think that's who you'll see us lock up in the tight end position. Unless a guy like Michael Trigg, who was a phenomenal athlete, top 150 player, wants to jump on board. I'm not sold that he's... Just not sold 
that he's that into the Gamecocks as much as others might believe. But if he wants to dance, hey, come on and dance. I'll dance with you. So Michael Triggs, another guy at the tight end position to look out for. Ultimately, I believe we end up with Nesbitt out of Charlotte. Offensive line, we're done. I don't see us taking another commitment there. We've got a couple big uglies that I know the wolf likes. So I know we're in a good spot there. Moving on to the defensive line. Again, added George Wilson. You got Nicholas Barrett, who's probably our number one, number two player in the class behind Wilson at this point. Very, very, very underrated across all rivals, 247, ESPN, across all platforms. And you got TJ Sanders on board, a guy who created a ton of fireworks on 4th of July. I know the coaches love him. Those are three studs along the defensive line. Who else could we possibly add to make that defensive line class better? I'll tell you who we can add. We can add a player out of the state of South Carolina with the initials T-I-D. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Oh, I'm telling you there's more than a chance. I'm telling you, save one seat in the boat because T-I-D will be on part of that boat that's set in sail. No doubt in my mind that TID will be a part of this class. It's not a matter of if, but when he jumps on the boat and hoping sooner rather than later, but there will be a nice big seat waiting for TID as we set sail. Another prospect I'm keeping an eye out for out of the state of Virginia, Virginia's for lovers, and Gamecock fans remember, love your defensive line because they're the ones that put pressure on the quarterback and help you win football games. That individual is Kelvin Gilliam. Standing at 6 foot 3, 250 pounds, has over 40 offers on the table. Oklahoma, Florida, LSU, you name it, he's got it. But what these other teams don't have is what the Gamecocks have. They've got the dynamic duo of Kyle Krantz and Mike Peterson recruiting him. And we saw what that dynamic duo was able to do with George Wilson in the state of Virginia. And I'll put those two guys up right now against anyone. And a lot of people don't know that Mike Peterson had his hands deeply ingrained in Jordan Birch's recruitment and was a big reason why Birch committed to South Carolina. Yes, it had to do with Muschamp being involved. Yes, it had to do with T-Rob being involved. Yes, it had to do with the whole state of South Carolina and everybody living in the city of Columbia who are Gamecock fans wanting Birch to stay in his home state. But Mike Peterson had a ton to do with that. So if you're looking at two guys, TID, Kelvin Gilliam, and another guy I referenced earlier, 
But Justice Boone, out of South Carolina, currently committed to Florida, is another guy, I believe, when the boat set sails, February 2021, he'll have a seat on the boat. He'll be sitting right there next to TJ Sanders, right there next to the notorious TID, as my good friend Keith Alsep likes to call him. He'll be right next to George Wilson, and he'll be right there next to Kelvin Gilliam. And he'll be right there next to Nicholas Barrett to create what I will say is the best defensive line class ever signed by the Gamecocks. You heard it here first. I'm counting all of them on the ship. When I'm taking my head count, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Yes, six. Six defensive linemen, six studs will be a part when we set sail. I couldn't be more excited about the defensive line class we're hauling in. Tracy Rocker, Mike Peterson working with the Bucks. We're going to have a ton of talent along the defensive line for years to come. At linebacker, the only thing left we have to do is have a big old pool party. Because I believe Jordan Poole, and I'll say it here first, there's a reason why he delayed his decision. He was going to Virginia Tech. We put out our virtual official visit. Our coaches gave him something to think about. And I'm telling it to you now, Jordan Poole is somebody to put his name on a sticky note, put it in your back pocket, and pull it out when he commits and say, Cox by 90 told me so. Guy's a stud. He's an absolute animal on the field. Putting him with Tatum and Steele will give us the best linebacking core we've ever signed. And that's ever. And I'm going back to the days of five-star Ricardo Hurley, like back, 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 Palmetto Sports Talk days when recruiting was ever even first thought about. The Gamecocks' best linebacking core ever signed will happen in February of 2021. Mark it down, CB90, told you so. And that leaves us defensive backs. Kelvin Gilliam has an outstanding teammate. An outstanding teammate. And Damon Harmon, his film is incredible. I believe Harmon has a spot on that boat, and Harmon's going to jump on the boat. Dante Balfour is somebody who's looking to commit to the Gamecocks, and there's a reason why we haven't accepted that commitment yet, because there's another guy out there in the defensive backfield. I can't share his name now, but... I believe that you'll see, you know, for the TBS followers, for Gamecock Central, people that follow recruiting, you'll see a new name pop up on the DB board here soon that the Gamecocks have a great shot with. 
So looking at that, looking at who we would potentially add, a Jalen White, a Malachi Bennett, Nesbitt out of Charlotte, Notorious TID, Kelvin Gilliam, Justice Boone Flip, Jordan Poole, Damon Harmon. You add another DB prospect to be named. There's, there's going to be a little bit of attrition in the class. I mean, ultimately, sometimes you out-recruit your coverage, right? You call it, Some people call it out-kicking your coverage. Sometimes we out-recruit our own coverage. And cr- we created a sense of urgency, and we were able – our coaches did their job. They closed on some big-time prospects like a George Wilson who you weren't penciling in on this class. And you've got a couple other big fish out there with the right momentum – Swinging our way. So, unfortunate, we will have a little bit of attrition in this class. I'm not going to say who, I'm not going to say when, but just know the attrition will have been because we out recruited our coverage. And that's a great feeling as a Gamecock fan. Do we have a football season? Yes. Are fans in the stands? I don't know. Is it crazy to think that football's 50 days away? Yes, because right now it feels like you can't even keep up with time. You know what? This what this might blow your mind. That we are looking here July 15th. We would have been less than 3 weeks away or right about 3 weeks from the Hall of Fame game. This played every year for the preseason in the NFL. We would have been three weeks away from watching football live on a football field. Talk about blowing your mind. That's crazy to even think about. God, I hope there's football. I need it. I need it bad. So that being said, I appreciate you all tuning in. Thought I'd give you a little recap on our past couple commitments, who to look out for, jumping in the boat soon. We got some pretty girls that want to dance with us. Hopefully got your dancing shoes on. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the way we're trending. You heard me say it on the last episode, we're trending up. Last couple commitments we've signed, again, Wilson, number one recruit in the class. T.J. Sanders, a top five, trending in the right direction. I love it. I know the coaches love it. And I'm excited to see how we close out this class. I plan to be behind the mic a lot more as we get closer to football season. A lot of different things we could talk about. Definitely want to start talking about positions, how we're looking across the offense and defensive side of the ball. I'll be able to tap into some more resources to see how the newcomers are looking. So be on the lookout for the coming episodes. I could share some information about how the freshmen are showing up. I see Paul Jackson is putting them to work. He had 
I think he had a picture of Helensky puking in a trash can before he took it down on Monday. But shoot, I like seeing those guys putting people to work. Because it's time to go to work this year. Four and eight ain't going to cut it. And if we only play ten games, you better win six out of those ten. Ah, that might be a little stretch. But you better win more than you lose. That's all I got to say. So, next episode, I definitely want to take some questions too as well. So, if you're not following me again, social media, Cox underscore by underscore 90. Would love to have you follow me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook. I love doing the Nick Saban, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook. And I'll throw it out there to take some questions. So, on the next episode... Get some of your questions answered. And I'm excited to continue to push forward as we're getting towards the fourth quarter. Or we're in the fourth quarter, heading towards game time. So, thank you all for tuning in. Be back next week. You have my word. And let's shake this place. Happy day.